Right, Kimberly. Yes, we are going to do the interviews now. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Come on, let's go. We have to go downstairs, though. And Ashley. Hi. Yeah. Yes. Hi, nice Tripoli. Very nice Thank to meet you. Hey guys, my name is Kim. And I'm Ashley. And this is a special mini episode of Love and Lamar, a very random podcast about life and pop culture. My father told me to lie about all this. All my degrees are fake. What? अगर वाहिद ने पर्चा कटवाया तो ये जमीन हमको निकल आपने बड़े जुर्म देखे नहीं है अगर आप देखेंगे तो यकीन नहीं करेंगे कि इस मुल्क का क्या हाल है आप बोल जाए क्या करती तू सच बता कुरान की कसम खाओ कि तूने कुछ नहीं बोला सो क्या It was fun. It was a good experience. We went to the Angelica in Plano and we saw the screening of more We were invited by Tripti from Indie Meme, which is an organization that hosts uh, screen, movie screenings of South Asian films throughout Texas. So it was a really good, really, really good time. What do you think? I had a fun time. It was cool. Get to network, you mm-hmm. know, enjoy the uh, screening, which was really nice. And yeah. I love actually being, we were off of, the uh, angelica off legacy mm-hmm. and it was pretty nice i've never been to the that one i've always been to the one in off mockingbird yeah really in um, dallas but yeah it was very nice i liked liked it a lot mm-hmm. and you know it was a pleasant atmosphere yeah great people yeah so i think it was like oh, close to two hours it's basically it's about these uh people who live close to this train um this railroad And the railroad has kind of been a part of their family and their legacy for a, a while. And the father is dealing with his past and his relationship with his brother, who has basically become really corrupt. And he kind of grapples with, with that reality and still having love uh, for him. And what his wife would want for him to do, which is to get back to his roots. And he sees his son kind of go in another direction by getting into sort of illegal activity and he he has a hard time telling him how he should be when he isn't where he's supposed to be in his life as well so all of it is kind of brought together by pakistan which is the motherland and that's the the core of this movie that's why it's called mother because the motherland is what brings those two back together when the son goes off to the city to do his dirt basically he goes back home to to find his roots and his father kind of does the same so um that's a little bit of a synopsis about what the movie was about you know what i have you let me let me ask this question one of the things that absolutely amazed me is we hear so much about the taliban in the united states don't we that's finn one of the moderators <laughs> How was it that the Taliban helped you with the production of this film? <laughs> In case y'all didn't hear, that was me clutching my damn pearls. How's that for a warm-up question? <laughs> okay, so this is, uh, hello Jim, this is a very interesting question. This is Jamie Mahmood, the director of the movie. Uh, because uh, I always say we should hear both sides of the stories. And uh, I'm not saying Taliban people are right 
or we are wrong. Uh, but the whole point is when we went there, um, we asked them, can you leave the place? Uh, and they were, they were living inside that main house of uh, Wahid. And we thought we, we will be killed. And, and um, so, and within five seconds they said, fine, do whatever you want. And then we lived with them. Uh, they were nearby and we had girls wearing jeans and tights for 55 days. And they like that. And, uh, <laughs> so, but how, how was that perceived by the security forces of Pakistan then? Well, they were all okay. I mean, it's a, well, what can I say? I have to make another movie just to show what's going on. Right. Um, <laughs> I love how the film did seem to discuss a lot about political injustices and social climate situations. So I feel, do feel like it tackled a lot, or at least it wanted to very much address some of the issues that if people are not aware of that are taking place in Pakistan, it kind of brings it to the forefront and brings attention to people outside of the country itself. Yes, I agree. Um, so my first question is, how did you get involved with the film initially? Well, actually, I, am, I live in Quetta, and um, my city is you know, it's a remote area, and I'm the only resourceful person there. I was used to do uh, films, documentaries, news, and everything. This is Hamid, the lead actor in the movie, More. I also helped another film, a British film called Kandha Break. So Jami, you know, they uh, uh, somehow they managed to approach me and they wanted me my help for this film. And they, uh, while I, you know, going through everything, I before going for the locations and casting and everything, I I tried to show my film, the Kandha Break. Mm -hmm. So he was going through the film and he decided to cast me before you know, uh, that I was supposed to be the producer. And that's that's how they they got me. Oh wow. Um, so this film seems like it had a lot of emotional baggage with this character. What did you do to really prepare to get into that role? While we were shooting, uh, the, the bad thing in my life was I was separating from my wife. Not me, my wife was separating from me. And uh, we were on the set, same set every day. My kids, my wife did the old lady's makeup. She's the makeup artist. Uh -huh. And it was the same pain, which, you know, I cannot uh, do it in front of her. Right. So I tried to bring it out in front of camera. So that helped me a lot. And uh, some other experiences in life, you know, when, when you're playing something, you, you apply the experiences. So that's how it works for the actress. That makes a lot of sense. So for us, um, not really having a lot of uh, prior knowledge about Pakistan, different things that are going on in Pakistan, 
um, other than what we're kind of shown in the, the media, what would you want viewers like us to, to get from a film like this? Well, Pakistan have a very different impression because of the, the things going on there and the news put on on the news. So the best is to see our art as well, you know, don't just see, don't, don't just watch the news. You know, you, you have the option as well to watch the films as well, watch the art as well. We are, not everyone is Taliban there. We artists are also struggling. We are, in so, uh, we are also in the same phase. We are also, you know, I have been attacked many times. I worked for CNN News, I was attacked. I, I was doing my British film, I was attacked. My Four of my guys were shot. It, yeah, it was on the news in BBC and CNN. But you know, we are facing the same thing which the Americans or the British or anyone facing. The, the more bright people are you are, so you face more problems in that part of the world. So I want you to bring this art, this form of art, to showcase something which will you know, change the perspective of people from here. They should see that we are also the artists there. We are also the, you know, the actors there. We are also the, uh, uh, speaking about the, the corruption there. So we should be allowed. I mean, there should be some, some, some uh, kind of a collaboration for this kind of a promotion for this kind of art, you know, to bring out something else, not only the bad news, good news as well. Um. I get the impression that when it comes to art that is kind of shedding light on something that is kind of hush-hush, uh, that it's not it's not really um, welcomed as much as it is probably in a lot of other countries. Uh, what have you experienced as far as feedback when it comes to a film like this? Well, for, for my part of the world, I mean, my country is very much inspired by the Bollywood. I mean, not inspired, but there's a big number of Bollywood movies coming pirated films or films in the cinemas. So we wanted to have Jami, my director wanted to have, and me actually as well. We made a school of thought, you know, we wanted to bring something which is our own. We don't want to be the extension of some other cinema. We wanted to have something our own. So this is the beginning. We want to bring a cinema which is our own and is the language of my people. I mean, this, these stories are coming from the earth, the uh, earth, you know, I mean, this is the motherland language. This is the thing which was not shown before. So this is something we want to showcase in the international cinema. It was not very well received in terms of the economics, but it was very well received in terms of the respect and, uh, you know, the, uh, the art-loving, for the art-loving people. pulled from this film is that there's this sense of the um, the roads being sacred because they are a part of the motherland and the way that they lived before they went into the city was seen as, as good and pure. Do you think that that is something that kind of uh, resonates 
with the people there that is that kind of like what the the idea is or is it just something that was expressed in this film if you're talking about the train track yeah so train track you know it was uh, very well done it was the, some it was something which was done by the british raj and british raj brought this train track so this is the only mode of transportation there this is how the new cities emerge on the map so once these things disappear everything went off you know the cities the people it was a very big shock for that part of the world the 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 mafia who runs the the buses and trucks and their transport system they actually were involved as well to you know, just to dis, you know dis, dis, destroy this system so there was a big shock for me as well because this is something ancient for us i mean this is this has a history of a 100 years these trains 1880s 1890s so uh, we uh, i feel the, that pain as well as an actor as an artist that something is given to you from the britishers the colony system whatever it was mm-hmm. i mean but it was there so it should not be destroyed it should not be disappeared so one has a link for this motherland and he should not you know i feel uh, pain for that uh, so being a real human being you feel pain for your part of the world you know so it is it, it is how it works um in terms of the stories of these people who were affected by all of the corruption and the mafia um in the areas these towns near the train tracks what was your first um When did you first hear about it? Was it during the making of this film or was it something that you was always kind of a uh, a story in the ether in your life? Well, to getting to know this kind of thing, uh actually I was very much inspired by the western films, the Hollywood movies. So I'm a big fan of Sergio Leone movies like Once Upon a Time in the West. So, uh I wanted to do something on that part of the uh track system. I mean the Joe Valley railway line. I wanted to do I wanted to shoot something I went there in 95 I wanted to do a, a children's show on those train tracks but I saw the, the things are just going off so it it made me you know kind of a crazy I mean just kind of I was kind of kind of crying there on that location that what is happening so people get to know uh, when there was no news actually they were just hiding everything and uh, sorry what was your question sorry again um the the um the people who were affected by yeah uh, sorry yeah uh, uh the people who were affected by i saw some station masters one of the railway line they they run the stations so i, I uh, we went to for the uh, raki and location uh, so i met one of the station masters who was living in a quarter like place and there were there were no stations there were no trains so he was in a very uh, kind of a very poor situation i mean his kids were there and uh, i can feel that the the haunting area i mean if you don't see any life there so the people who were used to these stations who were used to the life now they are you know they are lifeless you don't see them you know uh, with a hope or something and they they live in the same stations because they were getting the pay from the government but i saw this guy and i was very much inspired that he is still there and he's still working on that station so this is how you know i was affected as well wow so what is one of the biggest things that you took away from being a part of this film as a father uh, and a, you know son to the soil balochistan i feel this is something which should be 
uh, affect everyone. Uh, I feel this is something which is coming from my part of the world and it should be shown everywhere in the world. And uh, uh, I brought uh, my motherland story and uh, I feel that uh, this is the story the people should uh, realize and they should see it in a, a different format. Not we, they, they, we should not be considered as the bad people. We should be considered as the artists as well. All right. Well, thank you so much for speaking with us today. It's been a real honor. All right, you guys. Well, that was our mini episode of Love and Lamar. Woo-hoo. Whoop. <laughs> it's abbreviated. Whoop. That's all you get. That's all you get. It's a mini episode. So that's all you get. <laughs> As always, follow us on all of our social media accounts. We have a Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All of that, you can find us at Love and Lamar. Follow us on SoundCloud. That's soundcloud.com. Just search Love and Lamar. We also have a website, loveandlamar.com. And for all of you Apple consumers, we have what? <laughs> we have we are on iTunes. Hello. Hey. Am um, I the only one who can go on iTunes? You can't go. I can't because I got Android. <laughs> but I don't know what that means. My phone is, well, my phone is raggedy. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't have a raggedy phone, you can find us on iTunes at love and just search love and Lamar and we pop up because we official. We official. (laughs) All right. Bye, you guys. Bye. I'm going to let my ass do the talking when I see you, baby. I'm going to let my ass do the talking when I see you, baby. I'm going to let my ass do the talking when I see you, baby. I'm going to let my ass do the talking when I see you, baby. I'm going to let my ass do the talking when I see you. I'm going to let my ass do the talking when I see you, baby. I'm going to let my ass do the talking when I see you, baby. I'm going to let my ass do the talking when I see you, baby. This episode features music by Koji So Gone, William Crooks for Lovers, and Rilla Force Youth. Special thanks go to Hamid Sheik, Indie Meme, and the Angelica Plano. I'ma let my ass do the talking when I see you, baby.